This episode of John Appetit is brought to you by The Civic, an adaptive reuse of St. Joe's Hospital at 1600 West Gerard Avenue. The Civic is a new apartment building with thoughtfully designed micro studio one and two bedroom spaces for rent. Formed around hospitality and connection, the Civic provides shared amenities like a roof deck, art gallery, 24-7 doorman, golf simulator room, pet grooming station, and more. To learn more or book a tour, visit thecivicphl.com forward slash John. That's thecivicphl.com forward slash John. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the John Appetit Podcast. We are back once again, episode number 144. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, is my lovely wife, Chanel. How are you doing today, Chanel? I'm okay. Just getting over a little bit of sickness. Well, now you're, you're, you're healthier. You're back in the saddle. You're ready to go. All that. You're fired up. All that. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about this week on the show, or the uh, the focus of the show is a place called Franklin's Table. This is a spot on the campus of the University of Pennsylvania uh, in West Philly. We'll talk about a little food hall, a little food hall action. So we'll talk about Franklin's Table in our What's Good Philly segment. Plenty of restaurants, uh, well, restaurant that's open, restaurant that's closed, and a restaurant that's coming soon. So a lot of stuff to get to on this edition of the John Appetit Podcast, and tons, and I mean tons, of events to tell you about going on uh, this weekend and the next couple weeks as well. So we have a lot of stuff to get to on this edition of the John Appetit Podcast. But before we do anything, we will, as always, we want to thank you guys out there, the listeners, the, the supporters, the retweeters, all you guys. Thank you guys for all of your support for all of the episodes that you've listened to, for all the episodes that you shared with other people. Thank you guys. We truly, truly appreciate all the support that you guys give us here at John Appetit. And please, wherever you find us, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm, Google Play Store, um, and Spotify, wherever you get our, your, your, uh, your, your John Appetit, your dose of John Appetit, please leave us a thumbs up, leave us a five-star review, leave us a heart, you know, like it, you know, add it to your playlist, all sorts of good stuff like that, because that kind of factors into the algorithm and helps other people find us uh, here at John Appetit. So if you like us, please tell your, tell a friend, leave a review, leave a rating for us uh, wherever you, you get your podcast. Again, we truly appreciate your support. And while you're on the internet, please give us a follow on each and every social media and platform. We are at John Appetit on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We got some great stuff planned for you guys coming up in the next weeks and months. So please keep it locked on our social media channels for all the information as it pertains to that. Speaking of things, that we have planned for you guys coming up July the 28th, 5.30 p.m. We'll be at Tattooed Mom on 530 South Street in Philadelphia as part of the 2019 Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, they brought us back. We are once again back in the saddle for the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. We're doing a live show. We're one of many shows doing a live show in front of a live studio audience that day as part of the podcast festival. Please come through, 
Come on out. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have fun. We're going to play some games. We've got some crazy stuff planned in the initial stages of planning. We've got some crazy stuff planned already. Probably going to have some more stuff that we'll come up with in the coming weeks and months. But come through. If you come up to us after the show and say, hey, man, I heard you guys talk about it on the show. You know, I just wanted to come out and show, show some love. We'll even buy you a drink. So we'll buy and, you a drink. And a lucky attendee we'll will get a T-shirt. We get T-shirts. We're buying drinks. We're going to give out some food. We have some food giveaways. We're going to do all sorts of really cool stuff coming up as part of this uh, the Joint Appetite live show at the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. So come through, please. Again, check out all of the other shows as well. There's going to be like sixty shows over the course of two weekends. Again, we're just very happy and and, and thankful that we're a part of it once again. Come through, say what's up, have some drinks, eat some food, watch us do some crazy disgusting things that no one should ever do in front of a live studio audience embarrass ourselves to to the point of no return for the that, sake of entertainment that sounds crazy the, but that's what we've done i mean like we got to stay on brand i've never embarrassed myself we got to stay on brand who who did not finish the, oh you finished the hot sauces that, yeah so what are you, you finished about? the hot sauces I them all, and i eat them with a spoon are you, you drank y'all drank water i didn't drink no water last time i drank water after yeah, but I didn't. I didn't. I was, yes, you did. You drank after. Somebody drank before me. I know I was the last person to drink. Yeah. I know that. We're not doing hot sauces this year, but come through if you want to see what crazy things we do on a live on a on a stage in front of a live studio audience. Again, Tattoo Mom, five thirty South Street. We will be plugging this for the next month and a half. Come through. We're gonna have a very very good time. Check us out, please. Also, please check out our other shows. It's part of the War Room Sports Podcast Network. My show, The Broad Street Line, you can check it out at thebsline.com. Or if you're in Philly, you can listen live every Saturday at 10 a.m. on 106.5 FM, WPPMLP Philadelphia. Or anybody can listen if they just log into their computer and check out the TuneIn app and do a search for the Philly Cam radio station. Again, we are a very accessible show. Check out The Broad Street Line. Check out our friends over at War Room Sports if you're a sports fan as well. Those two are both sports shows. And if you're a fan of hip-hop, check out our friends over at Tissue in the Tape. So check out all those shows while you check out us. And subscribe to every show so you don't have to kind of search through your phone or your computer every week and kind of download the latest and greatest episodes. And one more thing before we get started. Shout out to the homie Tay Diggs for giving us a follow on the Twitter machine. Check out All American on Netflix right now. I think season two might be coming up soon because I know a lot of buzz is, is coming up with Tay Diggs and season one on Netflix. All right, Philly, what is new? Something I can't pronounce. Pecanha Churrascaria. <laughs> Churrascaria. Yes. It is now open in Center City. I can pronounce Center City. It's a Brazilian <laughs> Churrascaria. It's open at 1111 Locust Street. Uh, This is, again, if you're familiar with the Fogo de Chaos, if you're familiar with, what's the other place? Um, Chima. If you're familiar with Chima Steakhouse, Brazilian Steakhouse, similar concept, very same concept. The, the, uh, the waiters, they have a name, I forget what they're called. They come gauchos. Through. I was going to say gauchos, but gauchos is just cowboys. But no, I mean, I guess. Is, is it not? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I think they call them gauchos. So the gaucho waiters come through with the meat on the skewer. And they come through, and, you know, they got the top sirloin. They got all the good stuff. And, you know, you got your, I forget what the device is here. But basically, red means stop, green means go. Pro tip, always leave it on green. Because they'll just come through. And if you just don't want it, you say you don't want it. So, this is a Brazilian churrascaria, 1111 Locust Street. They have an, another location. The original location is in Northeast Philly. They, did this, they decided to open up a second location in the heart of Center City. Again, 1111 Locust Street. Yeah, they're gauchos. 
Gauchos for forty six ninety five. Oh, you get your dinner, cheaper. unlimited salad, and most importantly, this location as opposed to the other location has filet mignon and lamb. So the one in the northeast Philly does not have filet mignon, does not have lamb. This one does. Um, if you go for lunchtime, they do not have the, the the meat buffet salad only, but you can get a salad ten ninety five a pound. Do you get any kind of protein? Um, on whatever's on the salad bar, I, I oh, didn't. Okay. It didn't say what's on. The, it didn't say anything that was on the um, thing, so I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the salad bars at places like this, I can't speak for this one in particular. Although I saw a picture in this nice looking spot, uh, but the salad bars at these uh, Brazilian steakhouses they're very good. They're all very good. Like the salad bars are. Their meals literally meals unto themselves. So definitely check that out if you're a fan of the salad. Now, initially, <laughs> it's a BYOB. So they do not have the liquor license yet. So you can come through with your own bottle of wine, your own beverage, and enjoy that with your if dinner. If you're a fan of salad. If you're a fan of the salad at these kind of places. Okay. You know how this works. <laughs> I love how you say if you're a fan of salad because it implies that you I ate a salad today. Not a ate fan. a salad today. That doesn't mean you're a fan. I, I've I've eaten I eat like about three or four salads a week, but you're not a fan. I like salads. If I didn't, wasn't a fan, I wouldn't eat it. <laughs> salad is just you, I'm, salad, I'm salad. Is gang. it fair to call what you eat salad? It is. You want to know? I, today I had a spinach, onion. Uh, what was it? Because there's three vegetables: avocado. <laughs> um, I forget. I had course corn. Corn. Corn is not good. Corn's fine. Corn serves no nutritional value. Okay. Ma'am, they didn't have mushrooms today. <laughs> they didn't have mushrooms. Shout out, uh, not Honey Girls, the other place. Crisp Kitchen. Crisp Kitchen. No, no mushrooms. Um, I had, what else was on there? Chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, egg whites. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably it. That's probably What it. kind of dressing? Caesar. I like their Caesar. Their Caesar. Caesar yeah. dressing. Yeah, I had that. And then a couple days ago, I went to, no, actually yesterday, I had a, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. I went to Honey Girl, I had a salad. No, actually, no, I had something hot. It was actually pretty good. But I eat salads. I eat salads. I'm salad gang. Okay. I'm salad gang. Just check it. Although, see, the thing is, when I hook up the salad, I hook up the salad. And then the bill will be like, this ain't a salad bill. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is like a this is like a hot meal bill. Like, this is crazy. Like, why are you charging me that much for avocado, no, man? As like, a person who eats salad geez. almost every day, salads can be expensive. Salads can be mad. Salads is like, yo, man, like. I'm going to give me a couple of cheeseburgers for way less than this. Like, this it is. is they do say it's cheaper to eat bad. It's, yeah. Well, it's cheaper. It's cheaper to eat bad, man. Eating healthy is expensive, man. Eating healthy it's, it's is sad. Expensive. It's really sad. Like nothing for nothing. Not to not to be flip about it. But it's really sad that, that eating healthy is so expensive. Because if eating healthy was, you know, more affordable, we'd have a lot more healthy yeah, people here in America. Because you can really clean up if you ate two hot dogs at lunch. Absol- absolutely. Um, Pecanha, again, they have salad. I'm sure it's fine. I'm not going to salad. It's probably really good because uh, yeah, the I'm other saying, ones, yeah. the, the, they stack those sta- salad bars at those churrascarias. <laughs> churrascarias very, very well. <laughs> the liquor license is coming at Pecanha Churrascaria in two months. So if you want to do your BYOB thing, do it now. Um, they're open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. So, again, definitely check them out. Pecanha Churrascaria, 1111 Locust Street. Michael Schulson is opening another restaurant in Center City. This one is called, or going to be called, Via Locusta. It's going to be right on Rittenhouse Square. It's coming this fall, if you can maybe tell by the name. It's an Italian, it's going to be an Italian eatery focusing on handmade pasta. Now, Michael Schulson has 
let's see if we can do these by memory. Double Knot, mm-hmm. Sampan, mm-hmm. uh, Alpen Rose, the steakhouse, mm-hmm. um, the one in Atlantic City. Is a Kaya. Is a Kaya. Uh, Harp and Crown. Mm-hmm. Probably missing some other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giuseppe and Sons. That's mm-hmm. him too, right? Yeah. Giuseppe and mm-hmm. Sons. That's all I remember. Oh, by the way, he also owns, they also own, now they own Osteria. Um, I think that's it. That's probably it. Um, but yeah, so Michael Schulzen, another Michael Schulzen restaurant. Some really fantastic restaurants there. The executive chef of this restaurant, Ed Pinello, used to work at William Mohan's Sons. Oh. So look, you got heavy hitters. Yeah. This is, you You got Snoop and Tupac. Those pastas at William Mohan and Sons are bomb. Two of America's most wanted in the same place at the same time. We don't have any more details. All I know is coming to Rittenhouse Square this fall. As soon as we find more details, we will let you know more about Via Locusta. Sadly, another restaurant is closed for good. The Rooster, which used to be Rooster Soup Company, um, which is right, I guess, underneath uh, Goldie, or was underneath Goldie, I, I should say, um, has now closed. This is the uh, the uh, the charitable restaurant that was opened by Michael Salomonov and Steve Cook, where all the proceeds went to the Broad Street Hospitality Collaborative. They shut down, officially shut down um, on June the 8th. Basically, it was a money-losing um, venture. They weren't making enough money to stay in operation. So the goal of the restaurant was to take all the profits and donate them to, to you know to a good cause. However, they weren't making money, and they were still donating money you know to the Broad Street Hospitality Collective. So they said they've been losing money for a while. It just didn't you know wind up being a, a decent proposition. Um, although they said you know kind of be on the lookout for some of the things you saw on the Rooster menu, kind of make their way to other other menus. Um, but this this menu got a lot of buzz for trying to trying you know trying to kind of you know you know do the positive thing and, and, and donate money. But the thing is. As you guys know, if you're listening, you probably know. Like the restaurant business, like the margins aren't that great. Like they're not that great to begin with. Like they're very thin margins. We see restaurants close all the time because it's so hard to open a restaurant and keep it open and stay profitable and you know pay your employees and keep the lights on and get quality you know quality ingredients and all that good stuff and still make money. Like it's it's very hard to do that and. And sadly, the rooster wasn't able to do that. But hopefully, again, Michael Solomonov um, and Steve Cook will find another venture where they can do something similar. They have other restaurants they can they can <laughs> they can focus their time on. Like they just won a James Beard Award for Zahav, so they they're okay. Like they'll 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 be fine. Um, I wish I wish I had a chance to go there because it was like I don't know if you ever looked at the menu at the rooster. Yeah, we looked at it. We talked about it on the show. I don't a know, if, but times. you remember? Do you remember the menu? And, uh, we've been well, married okay. how long? Okay. Chanel doesn't remember the menu, but they have some good-looking sandwiches, like little pastrami sandwiches. I think was it the matzo ball soup that got was in GQ. I mean, they got some. They had some really good buzz about that restaurant. Uh, again, hopefully, some of that stuff makes its way to the other uh, Salomano Cooking Solo restaurants. A keto-friendly bakery is now open in Fairmount. This is a place called Dessert Crazy, and it opened a couple weeks back now at nineteen twenty-five Fairmount Avenue. And this is the first and only, as of now, brick-and-mortar, keto-friendly, baked goods shop in Philadelphia. That's awesome. This is very cool. We are big fans of this. Yes. I thought you wanted to say more. You were like, you, were, you, got, you, got, you perked up a little bit. No, this is awesome. This is, uh, it's not only for people on keto. It's yeah, for no. people who like desserts but recognize that sugar is the devil. <laughs> carbs is trash, and man. Carbs are trash. 
car. I mean, they're so and, good. And, they're trash, though. And that still want to be able to snack on sweet things without piling on those carbs or that, that crazy, terrible sugar. This would be great for people who have diabetes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or like absolutely. people who don't want to, their children all hocked up on sugar, but also right. don't want to deprive them of like a sweet treat. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think that when you make desserts that are sugar-free that you have to use chemicals or there are a lot of natural sweeteners right that are not chemicals like monk fruit and stevia and things like that and i'm sure it, dessert crazy is using a lot of Use that a lot stuff of those in that things, yeah. in, in their products or their sourcing products that have natural sweeteners that are not the devil like white sugar yeah, yeah. Regular plain white sugar is not good for you. It's crack. You know, it's basically it, it, crack. It's delicious. It's delicious. I'm sure crack is delicious, <laughs> but it's so bad for you. So I think this is awesome, and I think it shouldn't even be just a keto bakery. It should just be a bakery that people can go to and get yeah. sweet treats for themselves or their kids or what have you, without the white sugar. Everything sold in the store is low carb. Keto and gluten free, um, and look at that. And organ free, I guess I should say. For people who have gluten allergies or think they do, and they also have vegan options like tahini bars, fat bombs, and chocolate covered nuts. Look at that. So, like, basically any sort of treat you're kind of looking for. Again, you don't need to be on keto. You don't need to do Atkins. You don't need to be a. Do people still do Atkins? You know, maybe they do. I don't know. You need to be a vegan to go to a store like this you will find something here that is going to be delicious that's going to be that's going to be sweet that's going to and that's going to be you know on some level maybe make you feel less guilty than eating the regular you know high fructose and, corn and, syrup and filled. i don't like the phrasing of less guilty i said maybe feel that's why that's why i, I like to say the maybe. phrasing of making you feel better yeah make you feel getting better. a sweet treat without that heaviness of yeah. the sugar yeah better yeah yeah better I like that. that's why i try to i try to i try to couch a little bit but yeah i, I like your phrasing better yeah because the guilty thing is yeah, associated yeah, like, with diet culture and yeah, diet yeah, culture yeah. is bad yeah you know? that's bad that's bad no so dessert crazy 1925 Fairmont Avenue. Please let us know if you guys check it out. We'll probably uh, make a trip. Yeah, we will definitely there at some be point because I'm, yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued by this because um, now Chanel has me looking at um, packaging. Carb, carb, well, carb, carb count specifically. Carb count and, and sugar like, count. Wow, this is a lot of carb. Like it's, you know, it's like you just just be more aware of those things, and you're like, you make better choices. You don't necessarily yeah. have to go completely low carb or no. whatever. You just make better choices. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've heard you say that before. <laughs> Finally, speaking of better choices, KFC is selling chicken skin. I'm not mad at this. In Indonesia. <laughs> in Indonesia. I am mad at that. 95 cents. I think that's American cents. Gets you a bag of about a dozen bite-sized pieces of chicken skin. Now, let me let me put this on wax. I'm not the biggest fan of just chicken skin, <laughs> but I'm very intrigued by this. Because you don't know. If, if someone could harness the Popeye's chicken skin uh-huh. and sell it. I'm all in. I'm like you, like because you, you like. Can I say this? Yes. All right, because you will pick the skin off of chicken. Yeah, and won't eat the meat. And just, yeah, you'll just pick the skin off I the just, chicken, and I'm like, I mean, I like like when I bite into a piece of chicken, like I enjoy it, but I just don't like like I'm not like craving. Mm-hmm. I don't crave skin like, like yeah. that. I don't want the meat. I literally like get chicken breast. Just so I can eat the skin off it, and then I put the meat to the yeah. Side. Like we'll go to Acme or something, which has really good chicken. And then, you know, so like the parts that Chanel doesn't eat, she'll pick the skin off of. Yep, and just and leave the, the rest and of the, the chicken. And eat the skin. And doesn't eat chicken breast, so it's like the whole thing kind of goes to waste. They dry. Yeah, so it's like a waste thing. But, eh. 
So you would eat the chicken skin from K. Well, not. I mean, if we had a good KFC around here, I would prefer um, Popeyes. Well, no, but I'm just saying hypothetically, if there was a KFC around here that was quality. Is it the crispy chicken skin or there? Yeah, it's not dry. It's, it's not, not the original. Well, that's a good point. Because I don't want that. I don't like yeah. KFC original chicken skin. I won't eat you that. You can't eat that it's, separate because like by itself because it's weird. It's weird and kind of wet. Yeah, it's kind of wet, wet. But it, Don't say it like okay. that. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. They got to fry it hard. Yeah. They they fry. Yeah. It's like uh, Popeye's or like I envision Popeye's doing this and then I'm all in. Or like when we went to South Carolina, went to Husk. Yes, that, that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to tell you people, this will never come to America um, because no. Americans don't like green things. No, they don't. Definitely <laughs> don't like chicken skin. Yeah, this will not go over. Americans well. like to take the chicken skin off and discard it. Yeah, this will not go over well. Sadly. Like because they I, don't, I, know, they don't this, know good food. I was saying like I don't know if I, I mean I'd order it once to try it. And I, I, you know, I'm not necessarily looking forward to this, but I wish we had it because I know people would like it. But I know people eh, will not like it. Even if we had it, considering the KFCs in my area, I would never try it. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, can't do that. Um, did I ever tell the listeners that I put in a complaint? We complain about KFC. Maybe not. Go ahead, because yeah, we complain about I KFC it, a lot. I put in a written <laughs> complaint about the KFC in my area. So probably what two months ago? Mm-hmm. Roughly two months ago. Probably more than that, right? Two and a half. We haven't been to KFC in forever. No, I I went, but remember, I didn't get anything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So That's roughly, right. well, roughly six years ago, <laughs> let's start there. I went to the KFC in our area, and I went inside, and it was an absolute disaster. It was filthy in disaster. there. Disaster. So then they, I noticed they did a remodel over the last six years. So two and a half months ago, I went in. I said it's it has to be fixed now, right? Wrong. It was. Filthy. It was so filthy <laughs> that I came home immediately, got online, and wrote a strongly worded letter to KFC headquarters. They did respond and said that they would work on it. And I've been meaning to go back and go in. And I, I literally walked in, looked around, and then pretended like I got a phone call. <laughs> because I was in line and people were in line. And I don't want to make people feel bad for eating there because their standard of cleanliness is different from mine. So I never want to make anybody feel bad. So I pretended to get a phone call and I walked out. Oh, you know what? Man. Oh, shucks. I'm coming right now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I walked out. So I've been meaning to go back. Maybe I'll take a trip back this week uh, and check to see if KFC headquarters did anything about that. And if they didn't, I'll write them another letter. (laughs) Um, Because it's really sad that I haven't had KFC in like six years. It's been a while. Because it's like filthy around here. It's been a while. And I do so love their biscuits. Yeah, no, they got solid biscuits. They're, and they're doing the cinnamon thing. Cinnamon, Those cinnamon, cinnamon things the look cinnamon good. The cinnamon thing biscuit. On the biscuit. Yeah. And I can't have them because there's not a KFC in my area that I trust. Yeah, we like we rip KFC a lot, as you probably can tell on the show. Um, yeah, they clearly don't sponsor us. Um, <laughs> we don't get sponsored by anyone. But yeah, no, we, we got a sponsor. We have a sponsor right now. Shout out. Oh, we do yeah. get sponsors. Aww. Yeah, what do you mean? Not foods. We don't get food. <laughs> no, no, we don't get food sponsors. Let's make that clear. Food. Shout out to the Civic. Yeah, food. We don't get food sponsors. Um, yeah, so Popeyes, uh, White Castle. Um, who else do we like? Who we like to sponsor us? <laughs> I'm listening. 
John Appetit at gmail.com. Yeah, because I, I, I don't really want... New Pizza Hut, if it's good. I don't want food sponsors. I want to have the ability to rip when when they do stuff like have not clean stores. Uh, one place I'm not going to rip, though, is Franklin's Table. Kind of sort of jealous. I will tell you why on the other side. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Segment number two is our What's Good segment. And this week we are talking about Franklin's Table. This is an 8,000 square foot food hall. It has seven vendors. It's located in the heart or on the heart. Or, I'm going to mess this up. Uh, on the heart. <laughs> on the heart of Penn. <laughs> in, the heart. in the heart of Penn's campus at 34th and Walnut Streets here in Philadelphia. A little jealous is me. Because my uh, alma mater does not have a comparable food hall. What's I don't our, know what's why. Our alma mater? The University of Temple University. <laughs> we University do not have a comparable food hall. We have places where people can gather and purchase food. That's a food hall. No, your things are outdoors. No, no, we got the we got the indoor. We got yeah. a new one. We got a, a Chick Fil A and a Salad Works and a so it's like Liberty sandwich. Place. <laughs> you have a Liberty Place. <laughs> no, no, we do. Um, <laughs> we do not have a place like Franklin's Table, um, which I guess if it makes me feel better, I can say they kind of share it with Drexel. Maybe they share it with isn't the, it. They, like, sh- they share it with the, with uh, the 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 uh, children's hospital. But maybe. isn't it also based on like the income level of the students? It can be. It don't, I, I it think. Can be. I feel like with the food vendors that are in Franklin um, Franklin's food, table Franklin's table that it has a lot to do with the income of the students. Oh, it does because when we talked about it before they opened up, people were mad because they're like, "Oh, this stuff's expensive." I'm like, "Well, these are Penn students. Yeah, they're Penn and students, they have yeah. they by and large they have money. Yeah, so." Yes, so that's probably why they get places. Why, why Temple gets the Liberty Place. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like Chick-fil-A salad. My pleasure. <laughs> um, no, these uh, no, the, the spots here at, at Franklin's Table, they're, they're very good spots. Um, I will say this, though. They, they, don't, they all do not accept cash. So if you do go, um, some of the places just you got to have a card. Like you absolutely have to have a card. So. There it is. <laughs> and then, and, which people got mad about, too, um, as well. But Richie's got cards, um, man. What do you say? Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> um, so I'll just run through the spots uh, here. They have a Goldie, which, again, we just talked about briefly, the Michael Solomonov uh, spot with fa- uh, falafel, fries, and tahina shakes. I have to get to Goldie. This is there one near tahina me? Tahina shake, the, the one near you, the one near the rooster on Santum. There is one near me. That's the only one. Well, that one and this one. Maybe I'll hit that up tomorrow. Those tahina shakes are delightful. I love these things so much. It's just tahina. It's a shake with tahina or tahini. These those shakes are delicious. Like every time I go, well, I've only been to Franklin Table twice, 
but I've gotten a shake two times. Like these shakes are phenomenal. They're so good. I'm not sure they're not special. I mean, oh, maybe they are. They're delicious shakes. Yeah. Um, if, if the weather's all right tomorrow, I might take a walk down to Goldie. Yeah. So Goldie and then the falafel. Um. Yeah. Let let me you know. Let the people know what the falafel tastes like if you go, because I know you're a falafel fan. Yes, I am. Um. Because every time I go to Goldie or or the Franklin table, I see a lot of people get the falafel, um, uh, from Goldie. So. Definitely recommend that as well. Uh, they have a spot called DK Sushi. The DK stands for Double Knot, which mm-hmm. again, we just mentioned um, from Michael Schulson. This is their sushi, uh, a sushi outpost of theirs. So, and they basically have a full menu, pretty much. They have rolls, yes. and their rolls kind of go from four to seven bucks, which is again a reasonable price for a roll. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not, nothing and, crazy. And they were good. And uh, yeah, we got a we got a tuna roll. We actually got a bunch of rolls. Yeah, we got a few. Yeah, you got like a tuna roll and. Um, we got we got a actually like a fatty tuna piece of sushi which yeah. we weren't a big fan of no. but we never had it it was like yeah, I just want to try the, it um, the scallop roll yeah, the scallop roll um, and they have like they have like sushi boxes like bento boxes and very like sleek that. looking it's a, yeah it's a, looks very richy it's a very very <laughs> sleek looking spot sushi and sashimi from four to nine bucks again reasonable prices for sushi for, for good sushi and they have fish over rice like you can get like a salmon or tuna like on a bed of rice like a rice bowl kind of thing for like nine bucks again very reasonable. Um, and salads and sides. I mean, they have a full menu. And, and again, service there, service in all these places is, is, is relatively quick. Uh, nothing for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a, a place called Petruco. Uh, we first became aware of Petruco when, well, I guess they still are, a truck, a pizza truck. Yeah. Um, but Petruco does a Neapolitan style brick oven pizza. The best kind. Uh, they have margarita pizza, sausage pie, a sausage pie, a super sada pie, and they have daily specials. These pizzas run from about twelve to fifteen bucks, which again, all things being considered, not a terrible price, right? I wouldn't think so, right? No. Uh, we had uh, I had a sausage pizza. I thought it was gonna have red sauce and it had white sauce. It was still good. I just wanted a red sauce pizza. Um, but no, Neapolitan style brick oven pizza. I mean, like you said, it doesn't really get a lot better than that, does it? I mean, no. it's really good. Did you have some of the pizza when I got it? Yes, yeah, yeah. so I've had their pizza before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, you're, and you're a fan. It, I am a fan. It's very good. Yeah, no, they're good. Um, there's a spot called KQ Burger. The KQ stands for Kensington Quarters. And so it's a fast, casual spot. with uh, They have burgers. They have sandwiches and fries. They have like chicken sandwiches, all sorts of sandwiches and, and fries. Um, and everything's customizable. So you kind of kind of pull up. You go up to the iPad and say, I want a burger. I want extra pickles. I don't want cheese. I want onions. I want mushrooms or whatever. And again, pretty quick service. I got a chicken sandwich. I don't think it made it home. I got a, like a fried chicken sandwich. That thing was delicious. It was so good. It was a big piece. Of, it was like a bigger chicken breast than you would get at like a, a Chick-fil-A or a PDQ. It was like a big size chicken breast. And I was like, man, I, I was kind of hungry. And then I bit into it and then I became really hungry. And I ate the whole thing. It was delightful. Like I'm, I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to eat it. Yeah, I'm sure. But um, it was good. Like I, I can't speak for the burger, but it's Kensington Quarters and their meat is phenomenal at the OG one in Fishtown. So all I'm going to say is the the chicken sandwich at least at Kensington Quarters burger at Franklin's table is very very good. Like it's it was one of the better chicken sandwiches I've ever ever had. It's pretty good. Um, there's a place called High Street Provisions again. Yeah. Offshoot of High Street on Market. There's a theme here, people. There's a theme. You know, like restaurants that are established in Philadelphia mm-hmm. went to Penn and made a little outpost on Penn and didn't Roy. come to Temple and here make outposts on Temple. Here he goes. Well, I love the beef stew that I got from High Street at Franklin's Table and the, the fresh bread that they gave me for dipping. It was warm and toasted with the beef stew. Loved it. It was so good. 
<laughs> they have sandwiches and breads and pastries and coffee and all sorts of good things um, there as well. So you can get breakfast, breakfast sandwiches there. Again, this place is open, by the way, I should say. Franklin Table is open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday to Friday and Saturdays 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. and closed on Sunday. Um, so High Street Provisions is there. A place called the Juice Merchant. Don't know much about them, but juices and smoothies and, and acai bowls. Acai? Acai bowls? That's how you pronounce it, right? Acai. 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 Thank acai. you. Acai bowls. And they have a little baby's ice cream there as well. There you go, so Roy. A little bit of a little That's bit of a where cat. a lot of your bitterness comes from. A little bit of nah, it's fine. It's whatever. Like I can go to Whole Foods and get me some little babies. Like I don't need one. That's mm-hmm. fine. It's cool. It's whatever, yeah, man. It's, I hear a lot of salt. That's fine. It's cool. It's whatever. Like who really wants to eat ice cream in the middle of the day? Come on now. <laughs> like who wants to get like a pizza from Petruco and then like finish it off with like some cardamom vanilla ice cream? Like not me. <laughs> not me. Now, Little Baby's Ice Cream is one of the best ice cream, purveyors of ice cream in, well, anywhere. <laughs> Their ice cream is really good. Um, yeah, they have a little outpost there. I, I, their flavors rotate all the time, so I can't. If they have a cardamom vanilla, go get that. But I think everything's good. I mean, they scratch me in ice cream. It's delicious. Um, again, so those are the seven vendors at Franklin's Table. I really like this. This is a nice spot. Like, it's a really good idea. I mean, you know, the whole food hall thing is a really good idea. Like, I'm not sure why we don't have more of those in Philadelphia. Yeah. Because um, in New York, there's like a there's like a thirty. But they're they're catching on. I think um, I think Philadelphia is getting them. Like, um, what is that the uh, the ten place Asian? Um, oh, the ten the Asian the food Asian yeah, food hall. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a food hall. Yeah. Well, the one the other one the one down in right the other to yeah. in Chinatown with the halal guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that's a food. I think they're coming slowly but surely. They're coming. It'd be nice to see in Philadelphia more of what you see like in London, where mom and pop places. Yeah. Like yeah. you can you can leave your day job and go start a food thing because there's a space for you. Right. That's like somewhere, like right. whether it's a market or a food hall mm-hmm. or even like how at that um, pod. Yeah, the Piazza Pod yeah, Park, which we'll talk about like, soon. Uh, maybe like container trucks or something, just something similar yeah, to what yeah. you see in like a London where people can say, you know, uh, I work at Walmart, but I really know how to make good sweet potato pies. Right, so right. Uh, they're saying that I can have this spot down here and I can bake my pies and sell my pies. And then that way you're in business yourself, you're mm-hmm. feeding your family and you're working on your own terms. Like, it'd be nice to see something like that come here. And I know there are certain cities in the U.S. that do that. Right. But Philly Philly really doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. And it'd be awesome to see something like that happen. And then you would see, like, an explosion of foods from different cultures. Right, right. Because people would go, well, I'm from Somalia. There's no Somalian restaurants. Let me go out here and, like, do my thing. And then we would all benefit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. from, from experiencing that. Yeah. That's my two cents. No, 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 no. That's that's the thing. It's like, you know, because we've been, you know, like watching a, you know, a bunch of videos about, you know, various food markets like around the world and things like that. And then again, like we don't, there's like, there's not really, A, there's not really a, an outdoor one like that here in Philadelphia. And the indoor options, again, like as Chanel said, are kind of very limited and kind of like limited to people like, you know, established for the most that part. That can afford it. That are established. Yeah. Like, you know, if you can afford a stall at Reading Terminal, you know, but again, not everybody can afford a stall at Reading Terminal. But if you go to, let's say, New York or you go to London, like you can see outdoor food markets where people just kind of basically like just post up a table. It's like, yo, man, here's my table. Here's my grill. You know, here's my the food, my, you know, food for my culture. 
Like that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Like I could walk down the street and get food from Ghana and get food from Mexico and get food from uh, from Lebanon. Like that's incredible. Yeah. And we don't really have that here. No. And again, for as you know, great of a food city Philadelphia is, you would think there would be more of that because there's just so many different kinds of people here in Philadelphia. But you need to literally go to a restaurant. Yeah. Like if you want, like if you want the experience, if it, we even have the experience around, here. we have a lot. But I mean, we have a lot. But there's some that there's still so many. Mm-hmm. And and even the ones that we have, a lot of times it's fusion and it's a twist. True. To true. Have like true like. West African food. Right. Like right, food fair. from cultures like would be phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody get on that. If you need yeah. us to kind of plan this, let us know. You need we us can do to this. help promote this. We can plan this. We can promote this. We'll street yeah. team this. It's okay. Yeah, we're good. Like it's fine. You know, we're like we like additional sources of income. That'd be, yeah. that'd be amazing because we then, also like additional food. Yeah, because I was gonna say because that will allow us to get additional food. Yeah. As well. So no, but uh just to get back to the food hall thing when Frank's on the table, uh I recommend it. Did you only go the one time? Um, I went the one time because I went to the pharmacy that's attached. <laughs> yeah, and then everything else I tried was because you brought it home. Yeah, no, I, I dig this spot. Again, it's a very cool, very clean, very nice, very hip spot. I am sure, I just got to, you know, again, it's literally in the middle of Penn's campus. I am sure that during lunchtime, when school's in session, I'm sure it's probably crazy in there. I am positive of that. So, again, just kind of. You know, be forewarned. You know, before be forewarned is forearmed. But uh, Friday at five is a good time. Yeah, yeah. Because those kids—that's when I was there. Those kids, those kids dip out. Yeah, they dip out. They dip and out it's early. still open. Yeah. So, so you have free reign. Yeah. So definitely, definitely enjoy again. Petruco, DK Sushi, Goldie, KQ Burger, High Street Provisions, The Juice Merchant, and Little Baby's Ice Cream. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. On the other side, we have some events to tell you about and. We are handing out a couple of invitations to our house for Sunday dinner. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Segment number three is when we talk about upcoming events. And we're in the midst of the second annual Black Restaurant Week here in Philadelphia. Started uh, June 9th. It runs through through the 23rd. Um, again, this is a place, this is a time where you can check out a bunch of great um, African-American restaurants here in Philadelphia. They have special menus and special uh, deals for you uh, to check out. Um, participating restaurants include... 48th Street Grill, Booker's Restaurant and Bar, Bistro 870, Star Fusion, and plenty of other ones as well. And as part of the whole Black Restaurant Week um, event, or I guess I should say two-week event, um, there's going to be various competitions and special events. On June 20th, there's a bartending competition that you can check out with some of the best bartenders in the city that will be held at Open Space, which is at 1014 North Marshall Street. And uh, the next night at the same spot, open space, is an art and flavor pop-up dinner with CBD-infused food, specialty crafted cocktails, and South African wines. Sounds like a very good night as well. For more information about those two events and everybody participating in Black Restaurant Week, please check out phillybrw.com. And by the way, a, a Black Restaurant Week is in multiple cities 
around the nation. So if you're not in Philly, if you can't make it to Philly, check out the Black Restaurant Week website because perhaps there's a Black Restaurant Week um, coming to a city near you. And this Saturday, June the 15th, is the second annual Pizza Delphia Pizza Festival. It's an all-you-can-eat pizza festival. Uh has music and live games and uh, live demos and podcasts and all sorts of good things. We went last year. We talked about it on our show last year, pretty much the same time, last June. Check out the episode. Um, it's a very cool event. We enjoyed ourselves very much. Literally all the pizza you can eat. Yes. Like, just go get you some pizza. <laughs> yeah. Every pizza spot has at least two different kinds of pizzas. And there's going to be, like I think, like 30 or so there uh, this year. Get you some pizza. Get you some Rion because they're going to be in the house. Santucci is going to be in the house. In Riva, Brigantessa, Pizza Brain, Blackbird, Tony Roney's, and more. General admission tickets are 40 bucks. That gets you in the door at 12 o'clock from 12 to 4. Um, VIP tickets get you in an hour early. At 11, they're $100. They uh, grant you access to a VIP lounge. You get two drink tickets. You get a T-shirt, and you get a pizza-making class as well. So good stuff there um, for VIPs and kids, 22 bucks. Again, it's unlimited pizza. Like There's nothing wrong with unlimited pizza. It's fantastic. This is going to be at the Navy Yard. Again, this is the Pizza Delphia Pizza Festival, June 15th. That's this Saturday. Weather's supposed to be amazing, so go check it out. And, by the way, free parking as well. So, again, check that out this weekend down in South Philly. It's time now for our Sunday dinner segment. This is the portion of the show where we hand out invitations to our uh, to a couple people uh, for Sunday dinner to our home based on something they've done over the past week or so. Sometimes it's something good. Other times it's something bad. It's always something noteworthy or at least on some level noteworthy to us. It's a bit of a break from us talking about food all the time. I'll actually go first because mine's kind of like a little like whatever kind of deal. I'm not sure what yours is, but yours is probably way more poignant um, than mine. Probably not. But okay. um, mine is, uh, let me get the name right. I don't know if there is a name. Does he have a name? He's an, he's an underage kid, so he does not have a name. But he has a name. I just don't know. Yeah. Um, shout out to the teenage driver pulled over in Canada the other day. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police in Manitoba pulled over the 16-year-old kid who was clocked at 170 kilometers per hour in his Camaro. What? An American, that's 105 miles an hour. Cops pulled him over. I'm like, hey, man, you're speaking, kid. Kid told, the, kid told the cop he had eaten too many hot wings and needed to get to a bathroom. <laughs> First of all, brother, I, I respect that. Because, again, road games, especially after hot wings, are, you don't want to do that. Like, you want a home game. So, like, you just don't know Roy what's going to happen. Roy would never. You just don't. Well, never what? Would never eat hot wings out like that. I, well, I would plan it extraordinarily well. Like I would, it would have to be hot wings. I know how, how how they affect my body, but yeah, eating hot wings and and no, you don't want to do that. So he got fined. This is Canadian, nine hundred and sixty six dollars oh. <laughs> for speeding, <laughs> and he was sixteen. So I guess in Canada that you know you probably I guess needed a permit or somebody older with him. Another two hundred and three dollars for driving without a supervising driver. So eleven hundred and sixty nine dollars. Good grief! For driving one hundred and five miles an hour in Camaro, when you translate that to American dollars, that's still eight hundred and eighty one dollars. Insane. And then the next day, the police said, "Oh, by the way, that teen's license probably going to be suspended." 
you got a suspended license and I had to pay like almost $900 because you had to get to a bathroom, man. But I feel your pain though, man. I get it. I understand. I get it. Hopefully, that's the worst thing to happen to you, 16-year-old kid. I don't want to go. I'm curious as to where he got these wings, but I don't ever want to go there because apparently those are bad bad news. Those bad idea wings right there. Yeah, nah. Yeah, can't do that. All right, that was mine. What you got? So my Sunday dinner invite goes out to Nas. Rapper to Nas. 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 I thought you were going to say like Keanu Reeves. No. Nas. No, rapper Nas. Okay, hold before, I'm sorry, Ken, before, we, before you do that, I don't want to interrupt you, so I'm going to do it before. Speaking of hot wings, shout out to Halle Berry for crushing oh, she hot ones. It. She crushed it. We watch hot ones. I we love watch like Halle Berry. 80% of them. And I love her even more now. Holly Berry went on Hot Ones, cleaned the wings. Cle- like, you don't have to clean the wings. Like, no, one's, no one makes you clean the wings. She People just take a bite or whatever. She said she was hungry. She said she hadn't eaten and she wanted and dinner. She's on keto. So, she, those she's on wing, keto? Yeah, those okay. wings, man. Holly Berry, John Wick 3. She went on Hot Ones, which is, again, an amazing show. If you never watch Hot Ones, it's a good place to start. Actually, it may, it may not be a good place to start because she outdid everybody. Everybody who's ever, ever done it. Yes. Ever. So don't start with her because then your expectations are too high. Yeah, start with DJ Khaled and work your way up yes, the scale. Yes. Uh, no, but shout out Holly Berry. She crushed his wing. She's, uh, you know, didn't even, didn't even get phased by the bomb. No. I mean, you. She like, just said it was nasty. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you guys have heard the us talk about the bomb. The bomb is what took me out. You guys have heard us talk about the bomb. Some of you guys have seen us eat the bomb at a live show. The bomb is not made for human consumption. Halle Berry cleaned the wing with the bomb. It's like, yo, it's whatever. Like, it's nasty. She was like, whatever. it's nasty. That's crazy. So, yeah, shout out Halle Berry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, what did Nas do? Nas. Nas is coming. Wrote a children's book. He didn't do this before? No. Okay. He seems like somebody who would have wrote it. And the title is called I Know I Can. Did he do this before when the song came out, right? No. He didn't? There was no book. Oh, okay. Okay. No. So apparently this is the first in a series of books uh, that's being done as part of, uh, what is it? The major. Oh, I had this. Shout out Nas, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah. He like. He's doing his book and a series of books to let uh, to empower kids to grow up to be whatever they want to be. It's uh, they have a whole children's line and it's this brand called Major M A J R. Okay. Um. So right now, if you go like to the website, there's like T-shirts and then you see the cover of the book and it says "Coming Soon," and like it's all these like kid empowerment books and stuff like that, which is awesome. That's because very cool. Nas, like, if you listen to his music, if you listen to him speak, he has a lot of knowledge. And he's, like, the silent, like, kind of assassin dude. He sat there and, like, made all this money, not from rap, from investments, being smart, being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And now he's, like, writing these, like, dropping jewels for the children. I love it. No, this is awesome. I absolutely yeah, shout love out, it. Shout out to Nas. And it's called I Know I Can. Is that his, is that, is that his book? Is that his book? Uh, I don't say label. Jeez. <laughs> is that his uh, book house or imprint house, publishing so house? So it's Mass Appeal okay. that's that's doing okay. the, the launch of the brand Major. Major, right. Um, and I think Mass Appeal, isn't that his thing? Probably. It, probably. I don't know. I okay. Don't quote me on that. I'm just curious because I don't know. But uh, that's awesome. It's, it's that's very coming cool. soon. That's very cool. So shout out Nas, um, shout out I can um, definitely gonna check that book out uh, when it drops. It's very cool. Like you and, and like you said, like a lot of the like the people, the most successful rappers are the ones. I mean, with the exception of like a Jay Z, mm-hmm. the most successful rappers are the ones you don't even hear about. Like you don't hear about like Nas. Like no. Nas is extraordinarily 
successful well, in I, multiple realms. I well, hear about I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, well, yeah, you do. Um, but I guess fifty, but fifty's crazy. I hear about fifty. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, hear about fifty, like fifty and Jay Z, but then you know, but you don't hear about Nas. You don't hear about Ray. No, J. no, you have to seek to hear about Nas. Like I follow Nas on Instagram. Like I. Right. I'm aware of his tours, but you don't you don't hear about Ray J. I don't hear about you don't Ray hear J. about Soldier Boy. I don't follow him. Soldier Boy's in jail. You do hear about him, but I mean he's like successful in far as business like as ventures. far as business ventures. You right. didn't really hear a lot about him until he started getting in tr- the trouble that put him in jail. Yeah, yeah. Move like real G's move in silence like lasagna, like lasagna. You know I hate that line. I think and that's a terrible baloney. line. Baloney. That's a terrible. That's a terrible. <laughs> it's line. so bad. It's oh, a terrible line, but it was Wayne. It was Wayne. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, it's so great." Oh. I don't know Wayne. Your Wayne. Your Wayne's nice. I feel like he said that because he just. Well, whoever wrote that said that because they just learned how to spell lasagna. <laughs> like it's like when little Kim rapped about no, something. No, see, I'm not gonna rip Wayne. I just think that people that line is overhyped. That's all I'm saying. I'm not ripping Wayne. You know I love. Yeah, I was Wayne. like Wayne. Wayne got bars. But I don't like that line. Yeah, real G's moving silent like lasagna. Oh, you didn't really, you didn't really kill him no, like that. No, because no. a lot of people can't spell lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> so they yeah. had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, so about. shout out Nas again if you support. If you uh, just go buy I Can whenever it drops. When it drops. I'm sure yeah. it'll be uh, full of jewels for your children. Yeah, full of jewels from Mr. Mr. Nasir Jones. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Joan Appetit podcast. Before we sign off, there's one more thing we'd like to tell you. Now, our name isn't just a catchphrase. It's our wish to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you head out to your favorite restaurant, we'd like to wish you... John Appetit.